Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Chris again. Good morning and welcome into Kentucky Roll Call Tuesday, July 20th here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I am Nick Roush, live in Hoover, Alabama for the 2021 edition of SEC Media Days, where today Mark Stoops will be taking the podium, followed shortly by Darian Kennard and Josh Passel as the Wildcats. Get talking season kicked off down here at SEC Media Days. Joining me today is my my right hand man this week. You know him from the Eleven Personnel Podcast and from all things football, Kentucky football, and maybe a little little gambling here and there as well. It's Adam Luckett making his debut down here at SEC Media Days. Luckett, how are we feeling on day two of of this? eventful week nick i got my large coffee from dunkin donuts this morning i'm ready to roll so uh, um, day one good. was a lot more tiring than i thought but uh we're ready to uh get things rocking and rolling day two um day two of four so we've got a long way to go still do you do you do how, how do you take your coffee at dunkin just straight you're just coffee black okay yeah, hot and black give it to me in a cup let's roll i uh that's the one place that I ever get cream and sugar. Sometimes I might do like a little bit of white sugar. That's the only place I'll do cream and sugar. I don't know what it is about it, but it just, it makes it taste so much better. You have to try that. I just, I don't know. I, I like the bitterness to their coffee. Um, it's just nice and smooth. Right, right down my alley. It's just straight, just strictly the business. I don't need the, uh, <laughs> and it's not, it doesn't come out as hot as Starbucks. Starbucks comes out so freaking hot. Like I have to sit there for thirty minutes before I can even drink it. They try to burn you up. Yeah, they try to burn you up. Um, one person who might try to burn us up today, who might be burning one right now, I don't know. Uh, Trevor Kelsey woke up early with us for the second straight morning. Trevor, how the heck are you? Got my uh, fresh can of Mellow Yellow opened up and popped and ready <laughs> to go. Uh, I, I, I tuned in right in time to hear. I, I honestly, I thought you were already talking about Mark Stoops when I heard Adam describe uh, it's just bitter and straightforward. I was like, oh, it's it's the Stoops of the coffee. That's what it must be. We're we're in SEC media days. We're we're describing coffee to coaches now, apparently. Well, if I were to do that to describe Shane Beamer, I would be packing in as much junk, as much useless junk into one large cup that I possibly could. Shane Beamer would be the equivalent of the uh, th- those things that you see on the, like that'll go viral, where it's Starbucks, but we've got seventeen different shots of different sugary things, all to just make this taste like crap. Because that's kind of what South Carolina was yesterday. It was a whole lot of words, a whole lot of nothing. Look at in our history of SEC Media Days filibustering, Shane Beamer is definitely going down as uh, one of the more memorable. Uh, debuts yesterday the beamer came off to me everybody knows a shane beamer 
Like you went to high school with a guy like this. You may be friends with a guy like this um, that that can just or you're in sales. They could just relate to everybody. They could just yuck it up with, um, you know, different classes of people. And that what that's what Beamer is. I mean, he's calling out uh, SEC network panelists. He said, oh, my wife used to work at SEC Media Days. This is the second person in my family to actually go through this. Um, shouting out everybody and just kind of uh, selling his program. And you can see why he was hired. Like, that was a weird hire, I think everybody kind of thought. Um, but when he got one-on-one in, with, in the room with decision makers, he, he, you know, he made them feel good. He can yuck it up. And so we got to get a taste of that yesterday. Yeah, he um... – not so much like his predecessor, really good at yucking it up, saying a lot of words in a short amount of time. So uh, that wasn't as eventful, but we got plenty of other things that happened uh, on day one at SEC Media Days. we got to discuss. As I led from off the top, we've got Kentucky today. Up first is Kirby, not so smart. I'm sure that the folks in Florida will appreciate that joke. Really, really highbrow, high-class joke there. Uh, followed by Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Then we have Mark Stoops leading out the inter- afternoon session, followed by Lane Kiffin. So, as Lockett said, it's going to be a busy one. Tonight, we got NBA Finals happening. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be a busy day. So, we're going to talk about it all to get your – uh, word into the show. Text in at 502-414-1450. But before we get to the text and read everything, Trevor, you gave me a hard time yesterday for not having questions come prepared. You you did. I did. And I, I I know lucky at least picked up the slack for you. So I'm hopefully, you know, I'm curious, Adam, you can tell us, did he ask any questions yesterday at all to any coaches? Nick was – he boots on the ground. He was doing some undercover KSR work for us, Trevor. You're just going to have to wait a little bit down the line. You'll see the content Nick's brewing up. Ah, uh, so Adam's our Shane Beamer is what you're telling me. Okay. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. See, see, Trevor, he brought the hard-hitting questions to the coaches, picked up my slack. I was busy uh, maybe Shane Beamering with some other media folks. So uh, oh. I've got some videos coming out today. Uh, where he, he, here, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser to our audience. Not this is just for our KRC listeners, just because I love them. Um, but Trevor, are, do you know who Peter Burns is? I, I'm familiar with the name. Yes, yes, yes. It's like Kofi's uh, nephew. Yes, yes. Well, he is the host of SEC This Morning. He works with SEC Network. He does like a lot of the studio hosting. Uh, for like SEC Saturdays. Did you ask him if he had to deal with a lot of bullying as a child because of his name? Well, I actually asked him, uh, you ever consider going by Pete? <laughs> That's a good thing you didn't wear jeans. <laughs> you what? But see that that there's my that's where you get the Joey Fenstyle connection right there. That that those were some of my I, I do still have my fastball when it comes to asking bad questions. So you're gonna see some of those uh videos throughout the day, in between or throughout the week, I should say. Uh you'll get a couple today. Uh, and, and throughout the week, but uh, you know, most of our time today we'll be talking with with Stoops and Co. as they they kind of take the podium. So, Trevor, I didn't completely let you down in my question asking. I'm I'm glad I got up to hear that. 
That, that's good. Good to know. I'm glad that when you had you had three you had three of the head coaches of the best football conference in America at your fingertips, and your one question is to want to know if Peter ever went by Pete. Um, you, Justin, can we scooter the scooter dingus is back in studio, Justin? I need you to cut that clip. The best football conference in America, just so we are reminded of this whenever he tries to convince us the ACC is good. When the locks of the week come around, we'll just have that. That'll be our drop in (laughs) with with our our SEC lock of the week. We just drop that audio clip. This is day, this is morning two in a row, guys. It's uh, you, you, you understand the lack of sleep I'm on, correct? I mean. There's only so much caffeine and nicotine can do to wake a man up 12 minutes into the hour. <laughs> oh, man. I actually love it. I love it. Because, Justin, we haven't gotten, like, tired, Trevor, in a long time. So, I, I, I'm i actually surprised we haven't gotten more phlegm at this point, you know. That, Just, yeah, that's kind of true. Although, I thought I was under the assumption that Trevor was always tired. Yeah, you also understand I've got the mute button. That's why you don't hear the phlegm as much. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other good reason for that in these last two mornings is the, the intervention of the mute button. God love it. When we're in studio, the mute button is just Trevor having to bang on the microphone to get it to work. Yeah, and you can still hear me even through the uh, other even, – <laughs> even one room over, you can still hear me clearing my lungs from your mic alone. Oh. Well, Trevor, uh, it is Kentucky Day. Uh, you got on me for asking questions. So if if Trevor Kelsey were down here, if I'll let you tag along with me down here to Hoover and stay at here in, in my, my sister's lovely house, they, they, they've got a spare bedroom. First of all, you don't have what, to what, throw me any charity. Adam would more than love to have me as a, as a, as a, as a hotel roommate down in Birmingham. I guarantee I would, it. Yes, for the content. I would write about it. We would have diaries, and it would be A+. plus. I mean, Did you say diarrhea? Di- well, I said di- daily diaries, but yeah, we could probably have daily diarrhea too if we go to Jim and Nick's enough. <laughs> I mean, me, me and him and a couple, couple, you know, twin beds in a Marriott. Boy, oh man! I mean, the the the, the, the sitcom right itself, right there. Yeah, it'll be, it'll uh, be beautiful. Well, in between the sitcom, you're going to have to do some work. What yeah. What would be Trevor Kelsey's questions for Mark Stoops? Uh, Coach Stoops, what would be the length of leash you're willing to give this offense before you pull the plug on it and tell you tell the, the new coordinator what you want to see because you're tired of the offense putting too much pressure on your defense? Hmm. I don't pull back the punches, my friend. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that would be the hard-hitting Big J journalism right there by Trevor Kelsey. That's that's the only kind you get down in Bowling Green. Trevor, let me ask you a question, because this is going to be a talking point today. Like on SC Network, they're going to talk about, like, where does Mark Stoops rank um, as far as a coach in the conference? Like, just just off the top of your head, where would you put, like, what what number? Is he, like, in the top five? Is he top ten? Like, number seven? Where do you think he ranks coach, just coaching-wise, in the the league? Um – I would put him no lower than six, no higher than fifth. So in that right middle of the road range. Yeah, off the, I mean, top, off the top of my head, without actually putting me on the spot. Yes, that's where I would. I'd put because he's in the top half. So he's not he's not the best, but he's in the he's better than over half the league. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not, let's forget he has, I mean, how many newer coaches do you have with two or years less experience in the SEC right now that, you know, have, that it's hard to argue them over him with longevity, which is what he has only second to Nick Saban right now, correct? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think from Kentucky's standpoint, that's what they've always wanted. Like, they just, can we get a coach in here that's good? And I think, you know, they have it. I can't guess is my point. I, th- I think that the bars you've mostly been don't suck as opposed to good until, until yeah, but now. Not I, I think bars you have to have a good higher. coach. Like, there's no getting around that. It's not, you know, it's not Alabama where you're just going to crawl out of bed and win eight games. Like, to even not suck, you have to have good coaching. Well, even in Alabama, you can't have a bad coach. I mean, they that's been proven. I mean, Alabama went, you know, what, 15 years or so at mediocrity levels. Even, even, I mean, I'm not talking like their mediocrity levels of winning like eight games. I'm talking about going six and five and five and six under one of the shoelaces that had the mailman's eyes for so many years, you know, and hiring coaches that didn't even get there because they went to strip clubs too soon before they went to spring yeah. practices. Yeah, you're right, but they were also randomly winning SEC championships during their down tier time too. They were going to the SEC championship game. But my, was, my point is just yeah. that, like, like, Kentucky's just in a really good spot with Stoops because this is kind of just he he ran I think longevity wise, you know, that's gonna be a big thing today. Only Saban has been here. I guess Mullen if you count him because he transitioned jobs. And mm-hmm. I was putting Mullen ahead top when I did the list in my head, just real quick off the top man, I thought, you know, smart Saban, uh Mullen. I mean those three just re- initially came right to my mind. Right. You're not I, uh, I, I think Stoops would be fifth, maybe fourth, because you hate Jimbo Fisher so much. And I do even I'll, with his national championship that you would move him. Like, do you hate Jimbo Fisher more or Kentucky more? Oh, in football, Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> now basketball, I hate nothing more than Kentucky basketball, but in football, I've never really despised Kentucky football growing up. Uh the I mean it I mean I mean, I, but, I, but with that same logic, I'll probably put Mike Leach. Maybe he's one of the ones that I'm kind of debating on whether I want to put ahead or not because I do have a love for Mike Leach despite him falling, you know, I want to say flat last year, but it's pretty much flat in his debut with, with Mississippi State. Yeah, you could say flat, but it was kind of expected to. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, mm-hmm. you're coming into a weird situation. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not the normal year. It's, his first year there, I mean, obviously it's not the players and the kind of type of players he wants in his system completely. I mean, let's give it a little bit. Let's give it, you know, for him to still go four and seven. I guess it was a three and seven when he did. I mean, it's not not great, but you know, still you can only you know you can only make so much out of lemonade. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I like making lemonade. Um, I like lemonade. I like I, I get the strawberry. I'll say lemonade at Starbucks. Oh. And and it all... I always feel fancy when I order it. I know I'm mispronouncing it every time. Way too many Starbucks references already, guys. It, well, you know, it's early. It's 6 a.m. local time here. But the sun is already up. That's one thing that, Trevor, you as good as central time is about your, your kickoff and tip-off times late at night, the sun rises very early here in, in this time zone. So that's that's one thing I don't think you'd be well-adjusted to. Oh, that don't, that don't wake me up. It could be... I, it could be bright as bright as adam talking about sec football in my room and i will still sleep through it i I, I can sleep through about anything except for the fact i have been dog sitting for uh somebody the last couple days the cutest little cocker spin you'll ever meet things adorable it's it's like it's like the scooter of dogs it's so tiny 
Yet, nonetheless, when it is the loudest snoring dog, I, it's so loud it woke me up the other day. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to like take a video of this thing. I woke up over my sleep apnea machine. I was like, what the hell is that? I thought my mom was having a heart attack down the hallway. And turned out oh. dog in the hallways. <laughs> Maybe you need to let him borrow your sleep apnea mask. I don't know why. I think I need to let him borrow some little little snack from the the treat jar trevor special treat jar maybe help me get to sleep a little easier i i did want to go back to what trevor said earlier uh like it because we're going to get questions about the offense and i think towards the end of the the grand tenure here there was a you know a, a debate amongst the fan base how much is it that grand sucks as a play caller versus how much is is this is Kentucky's offense being held back because Mark Stoops wants to keep a tight leash on that offense? He he wants to control the ball. Uh, do do you think that Stoops? Uh, like I know if Trevor did ask that question, Stoops would say, you know, I don't have enough time. I mean, he mentioned that I think in Cohen's introductory press conference, like, you know, I don't have time to be in offensive meetings and do all this. Like, I got plenty of other things to do. I need him to do his job so I can do mine. And he's going to say he's going to be hands off. But do you think that that Stoops? Do you think he will be involved in ensuring that Kentucky isn't throwing the ball all over the place? How, how much control do you think he'll have in what Cohen's doing? He obviously has a structure of kind of what he wants. He wants a ball control offense that that you know is going to eat clock a little bit. Um, but and I, I don't think Stoops like offensively. I don't like. I don't think he cares. Like I think 2019, he would have been cool with running that offense full time. But it, the recruiting, they just got killed recruiting wise. Um, mm-hmm. It's still to this day that they're dealing with um, the after the ripple effects of that. Um, so that's really why I think they made the change. I, I think that was it was like 80 percent recruiting driven. Why they yeah. made the change because they just like the only reason they got Wandell Robinson was because they changed coordinators. Like if Grant is still here. Wondell Robinson isn't on the roster. True, true. And so that I, I think that had to do a lot with his decision-making process. Now, schematically, like, the structure of the passing game was pretty bad. I mean, there was reasons guys weren't getting open. Um, now, Cohen, you're going to hope, like, he can bring some of that NFL stuff. Maybe it's easier for guys to get open and whatnot. Um, but, I, I mean, I think the reason the decision was made was strictly – a recruiting focus to me. Well, and but the, and that goes back to now that Cohen's here, I, I think there is some sort of happy ground, happy middle ground, if you will, where obviously Chris Rodriguez and the offensive line, the big blue wall is where their bread's going to be buttered. And there's going to be times where it's third and short and stupid is like, just give them the damn ball. You know, like I think that will happen. But all in all, I, I do think Cohen will get a, a degree of autonomy when it comes to being able to have the scheme he wants and to, to let it rip down the field a decent amount. So um, I, I don't think that it's going to be like a quarterback competition where and, – and not just a regular competition, like a Steve Spurrier quarterback competition where as soon as you get a bad interception, your butt's on the sideline and Stoops is in there calling plays. I don't I don't think it's going to be like that with Cohen. Well, but I Stoops has had some loyalty to quarterbacks now that's probably a little too much. Um, yeah. 
But I don't think he's like popping his head in the offensive meeting room saying, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. Like, I just don't I, – I think, like, he's very much involved in the defense. Like, Brad White is calling the plays or whatever, but, like, Stoops mm-hmm. is in his hip pocket. I, I just like, and then when the offense is on the field, more times than not, he's over on the bench talking to the secondary or whatever. I just – yeah, I don't think – I mean, I, you, you, you two would know better than me, but to me, Stoops, I mean, scheme, schmeen. I don't think he really cares about what the offense is doing as long as it – like you said, and you said, in short, doesn't affect his defense – whether it's you know turning the ball over and putting defense in bad situation, or you know going you know so quickly in three and outs, then you know I don't think it, whether whether they're running the ball and running at three yards a cloud of dust, or you know a play a, you know a spread wide open offense. Either way, I don't think Stoops really cares unless you know it, it starts hurting it, doing the not doing the, its job enough to hurt his defense. And you know, Adam, you mentioned yeah. right, you mentioned the best thing right there is the quarterback position. I mean, that's that's the key. I mean, you 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 the most successful quarterback you've had is your wide receiver turned quarterback. And while that offense was able to move the ball and put up points, I mean, you still got to worry. I mean, what what what's going to happen if you get into a game and you're getting to the point where you want to be able to com- actually compete with, you know, at the end of the season, saying you're competing with Georgia, Florida, or you know, whomever for possibly top the East, you're going to be in a situation where you might be down 21 nothing. I mean, you've got to have a quarterback that's going to be able to throw the ball down the field without the threat of it not landing in the other team's, you know, opponent's hands. Which also gets to the million-dollar question. Like, we've had Stoops here at Kentucky for eight years, and they haven't really had plus quarterback play at all. It's been average to minus. Like, the baseball stat wins above replacement. Like, if you did that for, like, if you quantify that in football – like you're probably getting negative more often than not at the quarterback position. I mean, Steven Johnson's your best, right? Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, and that's and he was hurt. Like when he was healthy, he was good, but he he couldn't stay healthy. He was healthy for like four games right. in two years. I mean, so, yeah. Like, what happens if they like? What happens if Kentucky just has a top four quarterback in the SEC with Stoops? That's my question with the whole. What is that? What does Mark Stoops Kentucky look like with you know plus competent to plus quarterback play? You want a top four quarterback? You have, I don't know if you've had a top ten. Hardly. Right, you're going for top four. Wow, buddy, way to way to go after the hottest girl at the bar right away. Well, I mean, just it's just like law of averages, almost like eventually, like you're going to luck into one. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you get it, what does that look like? I think that's just a million dollar question with his tenure because he's done the hard stuff already. I think <clears throat> built um, surviving those first three years, um, building um, inside out the line of scrimmage. They're in a really mm-hmm. good spot. Seem to be in a really good spot moving forward. He survived coordinator changes on both sides of the ball. Now it's just figuring out that quarterback situation. If you're going to have an offensive line as good as Kentucky's had the last couple of years going forward, and I'm, your speculation is is as good. I mean, you you you're obviously would. There's a lot of change. You've lost a lot of the last two years to the NFL. And so I mean, obviously, I know your hopes are going to be high for the replacement guys coming in. Mine's. As a non-UK fan, someone's not as close to the program as more of a let's maybe wait and see. But it's, it's, if it's for bleeps and giggles and sake of argument, say it is, then the quarter you can you can hide an average quarterback if your play calling is good enough with that kind of offensive line. And you've kind yep. of done that to a degree 
you know, last couple of years, but that was also how much of that was for Stoops was probably like, you know, okay, yeah, enough's enough. I got to take over this yeah, job. You also need the receivers up too. You can't just have average receivers out there. In the game now, it's gotten to the point where you can create matchups with the receivers, and if you can win on one-on-ones on the outside, that's really what it's all about in football right now. And if you pay any attention to how Kentucky's marketing this team, uh, yesterday – they unveiled the schedule posters. They're going to be at Kroger's across the state uh, beginning Saturday, I believe. And you've got an offensive one and a defensive one. And on the offensive one, there are three offensive – no, there, there are four offensive linemen, three tight ends, two receivers, and a running back. That kind of shows you where they this, they believe the strength of the team lies. And I, you know what? I think – the question that Kentucky fans love to ask every year is finally going to happen. Are we going to finally throw it to the tight ends? I don't think Mark Stoops is going to come to the podium today and like scream tight ends like Shane Beamer did yesterday, pounding his fist on the table like he was Dwight Shrew. We want to be the best tight end place in America. But I, I, I do, I mean, you, when you're throwing Brendan Bates on your poster, that just kind of shows that you believe in that position group and that they can be the guys that help alleviate some of your problems uh, at wide receiver. So I would, I would hope someone asked Shane Beamer about special teams with his, with his dad's reputation. Uh, they did. That. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they did. Beamer ball questions. But, Nick, we might need yeah. to change our podcast name because oh. 11 personnel is not going to be too popular with Kentucky this year, I don't think. Oh, maybe a little 12 personnel. How about we take a break? When we come back, we discuss – the the interesting quotes from Dave Aranda that he had about 12 personnel and kind of how you where you can see it all across the SEC. So we're going to do that. Get your text in the show, 502-414-1450. And we'll talk a little bit more about what Coach O had to say. Some interesting comments about Dare Rosenthal and the try-hard Dan freaking mullet. We'll have much more with Adam Luckett, Trevor Kelsey, the Scooter Dingus, and me, Nick Roush, when we return. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Wait for it. With Walker and Roush. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Who got the vibe? It's the tribe, y'all. Tribe, y'all. Vibe, y'all. Vibe, y'all. Inside, outside, come around. Who's that? Brown. Welcome back in to Kentucky Roll Call, a Tuesday edition of the show, a special edition down here at SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama. TJ Walker is out. Adam Luckett is in with me. Nick Roush and Trevor Kelsey, along with the Scooter Ding of Scoots. How's that arm holding up? Still together? Or we're still attached, although I think I'm going to go to the doctor on Friday, boys. Oh, have you, no. You'd be able to go back to your, your old car. I, I think I heard that you said you could, you had to, you, you were an automatic in your car, or you had a stick shift, so you had to, you had to borrow someone's automatic because you couldn't. Yeah. So I'm back in my back. own car. I'm back shifting. But yeah, it's just, it's not comfortable. I think I got to go to the doctor as much as I hate it. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I would suggest you call in early. They usually take a long time to get people into the doctor. Maybe so, I should do that today, huh? Yeah. Does yeah. that offer health insurance or scoots? I got health insurance. Yeah. Woohoo. Moving on up. Good to hear. 
We'll get you fixed up back on the mend in no time. And you need to get back at it, Justin, because those golf clubs ain't going to swing themselves. The best place to swing them is at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Uh, The weather down here, I think Noah is going to bring his arc because it's just raining nonstop in Alabama. I wish we had a, a Bobby Cook Golf Academy down here to get some swings in in between press conferences because those indoor simulators are top of the line. And, you know, you can spend a whole afternoon out there uh, bringing your friends, playing some virtual rounds, or you can just go and hit hit the virtual driving range. Bobby Cook also has your best deals on lessons in the area. And it's an easy drive from anywhere in Kentucky, Indiana, just off exit four in southern Indiana. So give them a call at 812-913-4415 or visit Bobby Cook, that's cook with an E, golfacademy.com. To book your tea time today. Look it. Back to what is basically the best news I've ever heard. We've we've talked a little bit about Kentucky's offense, but it's not what the Wildcats have actually said. It's what Baylor's head coach said, Dave Aranda, who you might remember him from his time as defense coordinator for LSU's national championship team. He's now at Baylor. And over the weekend, he said something. Pretty intriguing, and I, I think it spells uh, some some good news for the Wildcats. Yeah, I was last week at Big 12 Media Days. Uh, long story short, Dave Aranda, first year, uh, did not go well at Baylor. Larry Fedora, the former North Carolina coach, was his offensive coordinator. Oh, someone gave Larry Fedora a job? <laughs> so, oh, they, you know, it was a spread out tempo offense, a lot of four receiver sets, like what what – the Big 12 got popular on, and it just went awful. They finished 125th nationally in yards per play offense. There was only like 128 teams playing college football last year. Um, so they made a change at offensive coordinator. They're bringing in um, Jeff Grimes, who was BYU's offensive coordinator last year. And pretty much they're running the offense that we're going to see from Kentucky this year. It's a wide zone attack, 12 personnel, where they're going to attack um, the edges on offense and then use a play-action game. Um, and what – what Aranda pretty much said is that defensively now it's all about kind of creating negative plays um, and taking chances to create negative plays because the, the analytics show that if you the, the percentage chance for an offense to score goes way down if you get one negative play, and that could even be like a false start or penalty. If offense either gets no gain or goes backwards in a possession, um, the numbers go way down. So he just thinks that going to more 12 personnel – 13 personnel, getting more tight ends. That creates an extra gap that the defense has to worry about on the line of scrimmage. Um, And then this wide zone kind of stuff that you're seeing a lot of NFL teams use um, right now. He thinks that's going to be kind of the future to um, go against what defenses are doing right now because we've seen defenses get smaller. Um, We've seen them trying to get more speed on the field to match up with the RPO game um, and stuff like that. And then we heard Shane Beamer yesterday. He he really wouldn't go into – I was trying to ask why the trend is that, you know, all these NFL guys are kind of being hired. Um, but he did say at Oklahoma they went, you know, from a four-ride attack to going to a lot of two tight end sets the last couple of years. And Lincoln Riley, by all accounts, is the savant in college football. So what Kentucky is going to try to use, I think that's a trend that's happening. And I think in two years we can talk about that being like the new thing in, in college football. Like this is the offense people are need to run and that everybody's kind of I'm going towards. I love how it's a foreign concept. College football is 
been so enthralled in the spreading spread, you know, option RPO offense over the last 15 years or so that, that now using the pat run to actually set up the pass is considered foreign in college football when that was pretty much the norm for, I don't know, like, you know, 60 years or so, you know, short of just running the wishbone era, which Notre Dame was their heyday. But it also, Adam, and I don't know Baylor's personnel, but I do know, you know, you, you've seen the, the numerous amount of tight ends, at least going into the NFL via Oklahoma the last few years. Shout out to Mark Andrews and the, the fantasy league sleeper I got at him coming out of rookie year. Uh, you, you've got to have to do that, though, for that to be effective. You need tight ends who can also not only – I'm not saying you have to have Travis Kelsey out there or, you know, a, a overcorrection of one side or the other, but you need a guy who can block almost as well as be a, a matchup threat to linebackers and safeties in the passing game at tight end. And I, you would know you're the only one I'm gonna ask this question to. I'm sorry, Ralph. I'm taking personal. Oh, no, Trevor, get the hell out! Are of here. those top, does Kentucky have those kind of athletic, you know, six four, two thirty five, two forty five tight end? They can they can no. make that yeah. offense effective. You're, yeah, you're I mean, not you're not letting luck it answer this question. Damn it! I'm I'm answering the question. I'm saying yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, take that, Trevor. Yeah. Rewind it back. Yeah, um, because you on the roster, I would argue, Nick. With yeah, John yeah. Google. Rig is a little bit more just like traditional, but like in Bates, we saw him really excel blocking, which was kind of a surprise because he was more of the flex variety in high school, uh, had to put on a lot of weight. But he he really played that H back role last year for them before he got injured. Uh, but Upshaw it, it is without a doubt that kind of guy, Trevor, that can give you mismatches in the passing game and the running game just because of his pure mass that he has where he's going to be a lot bigger than linebackers when he's moving downfield to try to to get up on that outside zone stuff so uh and Kentucky, it's easier Trevor for them to find players like this because of their location a lot of these tight ends you can find in the midwest um and so, like, for for Kentucky, it's going to be easier to recruit that position than finding alpha wide receivers on the perimeter. I mean, are we looking for are we looking for big wide receivers to convert to tight ends? Are we looking for slightly undersized athletic tackles to, to convert them to? No, you're tackle. looking for guys that are 6'5", 230 pounds that can block and run. Yeah, and and here's the thing too, Trevor. It sounds like guys that can play old line in some in some high school levels that you've just kind of converted over. Well, so, so they've recruited. Some of those already. So uh, Josh Caddis in the upcoming class, he is a mauler at Cincinnati Mauler, and he's built like an offensive tackle. If he was playing anywhere but Cincinnati Mauler, he might be an offensive tackle because he's 6'4", 245 as a high school senior to be. Uh, but then they also have a couple guys on the roster now. Uh, Trayvon Morgan, the transfer from Michigan State, he's built like a tight end at 6'5", 6'6", 230 pounds. I mean – He's a big guy. Isaiah Cummings, if they have the, the chance to move him down as well, because those are both two guys that were receivers that also were really good blockers. That was part of their scouting profile. So they have the pieces here, and it kind of goes back to why they hired Cohen in the first place, and that was, hey, Kentucky has the pieces to be successful offensively, but they have not put it together. Uh, they they've been able to run the ball, but you know what they they have they have some good tight ends that you know if you just add a play action pass that this should be able to help them expand their offense. 
by having more 12 personnel, not only do you play more to your strength, but you limit some of your weaknesses at wide receiver. So it makes sense. It makes sense. And the thing that I like most just about those comments like it is that Aranda has been involved in the SEC. He went to a different league. And even in that different league, he's seeing the same commonality that the tight end that you don't have to just run the spread offense in the big 12 to win. And maybe this is where Kentucky, uh, you know, gets in on the forefront of the next big change. And if you can just be in a good position when that happens, then, Hey, I, that, that gives you two steps up on the competition while Tennessee's out here running their tempo stuff. Uh, you know, that, that, that was so 2013. Now we're getting big, big uglies in the trenches to create mismatches. And uh, I'm not going to say that Kentucky is going to mean Kentucky has the best offense in the SEC, but they're going to have the second best offense in the SEC, Trevor Kelsey. Suck it! That, that, that kind of blind optimism is why I pointed the question to Adam and not you. <laughs> See, yeah, I had to... Come on, it's SEC media days. I've got to... I've, I know it's not butt slapper radio, but I'm allowed to have a couple of these really crazy takes. Uh, Terry Wilson, best quarterback in the SEC. That was that was for last year. Kentucky, top five SEC offense. That's a hot take, but you know if you if you're efficient, I mean, what, look at how many times was Chris Rodriguez tackled in the regular season last year behind the line of scrimmage? I believe it was five times or five times for no gain or for loss of yardage on 119 carries. That was including the bowl game, though. Yeah. In the regular season, zero tackles for loss. Yeah. So you're so, telling tell me he got shut down in the bowl game when they played in ACC school? I don't think he got shut down. I'm just, you know, they missed a few blocks here and there. It happens. Oh, well, yeah. What's what happens when you play the ACC? Yeah, you get bullied and you lose. You just keep losing. Adam, how, how many times has, uh, in this in the four days that, that, in, uh, in this trip has uh, Nick said something that made you put your hand in your your face in your hand? It hasn't yet happened yet. Well, Stoops hasn't come to the podium yet. He has he hasn't he has addressed Kirby as not so smart yet. Oh. Uh you know who did make us both put our our hand our head in our hands is Dan Mullen. My God. That guy. What kind of Dan Mullen? I mean, what, what, I don't know. you would like Dan Mullen, Trevor. What I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think me and Dan could hang out. We 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 could we could we could we could share a white claw together, tell some stories. Uh, I, I, th- I think oh, Dan Mullen definitely drinks white claws. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, I can see. Yeah, he was probably he's the guy that was drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade and Zima in college. Yeah, he Dan Mullen is just. Uh, it took me Dan a long time. Dan Mullen brings his own golf clubs at Top Golf. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, he he's a tryhard, and it, it took me a while to get to it, but. My goodness! Like so, yesterday the the easy moment of levity. Last year he dressed up like Darth Vader uh, for one of his post game press conferences. It was Halloween. I think that was after he like tried to fight Derek Mason on the field. But you know he wears the Darth Vader. He tries to disarm the media. It's a cute little bit. So you know naturally, just some guy. So you dress up like Darth Vader. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Dude, it was didn't have a clue. Uh, there, man, that's a tough question. There's just so many ways you could go. It's like, Dan, this is the the one question that's the softest soft toss in the history of the world. 
just say Empire and hit it out of the park. Dude did not name oh, one Star Wars no. movie. He you dodged know. a Star Wars question. It doesn't get any easier than that. I he did. wasn't asking about, uh, you know, people getting in fights with pots and pans in the offseason. He got asked about Star Wars and couldn't come up with one answer. You what a dingus. That is not the easiest. That is not a softball question. Any, any, Anyone who is is familiar with the, the, the inner circles of hell that is the geek hood Star Wars fan base. Look at the you spin know? doctor Trevor Kelsey this I morning. Mean, yeah, I mean, but look at it. I mean, you can't just say, oh, it's Empire. I mean, seriously? I mean, first of all, you didn't like, what about New Hope? What about, you know, maybe maybe uh, Force Awakens? You know, you can't just sit there and go, oh, no. my, my favorite one was the, you know, uh, Rise of the Skywalker. I think, what, the Rian Johnson? Uh, you know, what what he did the the the, the great J.J. Abram first script? No, no, that is not a. You know, what if he had said you know, Return of the Jedi? They'd be like the one with the puppets. Yeah, I mean, he could have he could have you know, said Return of the Jedi, and I like Ewoks. Like the thing is though, Trevor answer and a good answer for someone who who knows how to play the politics of a head coaching job and someone who's who's dealt with media from Mississippi to Florida and the SEC. Oh my goodness, Trevor, that is just embarrassing. Like it's so easy to give uh, w- uh, the name of a movie in a one line to back it up. Hell, he could have used that to filibuster if he was a real if he was really a Star Wars fan. That could have been his excuse to take up five minutes of time to not answer questions about football. Had it been me, I would have just gone looking looked you straight in the eye and said the wrath of Khan. That yeah, and that would have been funny. That would have been- or what he could have said too is I won't. Give you, I, I, I can't choose just one, but Han shot first. He could have said that too, and it would have made Star Wars fans super happy. But I don't think he can actually name a Star Wars movie. I don't think he can. Just like when he wears his Jordans every year and he loves talking about his shoes, I don't think he can name his shoes every year. Maybe that day he has it memorized because he's done his prep, but I don't think if you asked him a week later, he would know. I think Dan Mullen is just out here trying way too hard to show everybody that he's cool he's basically the guy with the huge truck and the big wheels who's definitely not overcompensating for things yeah but he brought us Dak prescott so suck it that was oh me. so you that like was, the cowboys quarterback that, that makes was, sense I'm big cowboys fan that. trevor I, I, kelsey I'm ball and that's my response to you in the, in the, in the press conference but, I, but I, got, I brought you i brought this world damn that that prescott uh, the Star Wars question, though, I mean, like, I'm not going to actually be critical of somebody other than, like, that's more evidence. But, uh, like it, I do need to bring up the, the, his, his comment about scheduling that had you shaking your head, that, like, just like immediately. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple things there. Uh, first was, you know, he wanted to get rid of the permanent. Um, division crossover. So from Kentucky, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida draws LSU. Um, and I was like, and I, as soon as he said that, I said, well, no kidding. He wants to get rid of it. He doesn't want to play LSU every year. <laughs> um, but there is, there, is, um, there is a thing with the SEC right now that the league office is trying to fix with, like, can, LSU comes to Lexington this fall. It'll be the first time in 14 years that they've made that. 5,000 days. Yeah. So, I mean, that 5, is. 5,106 days. Yeah. That is obviously an issue um, that they're they're trying to fix, but I don't I don't unless you do the pod scheduling um, that's been thrown out there. I don't see how you really fix that without going to nine games. But his nine game idea was also not the terrible best. idea. Yeah, yeah. Like let's let's have four home, four away, and then a neutral SEC game. 
Uh, Dan, no, we're not we're not doing that. Just because you're stuck playing a neutral site game doesn't mean that we all have to. Um, so Dan, Dan is not the man. Uh, he's just not, and it's it's quite. Uh, I don't want to say frustrating at times, but man, that dude, he's just so easy for me to hate. I just can't. I can't stand him. I can't stand him at all. And whenever he gets up there and starts talking. It's one thing that Kyle Tucker and I have in common. It's our shared animosity toward Dan Mullen. So, Dan, take out your suck it and suck it, buddy. Uh, before we get to the text line, I, w- I want to read a few. I also wanted Trevor to tell you to suck it. Um, shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, five months after getting rid of Carson Wentz, they finally took his giant poster off the link. So, you know what? You're finally moving on from the Wentz era in Philly. Congratulations, Trevor. Not me. I still got the Wentz jersey, baby. So, Trevor, what are the Eagles looking like? Five and twelve this year? Good Lord, I wish. Actually, I don't even wish. I don't even want five and twelve. I, I'm, I'm setting the bar at three. I mean, I, that that's where I'm putting it at this year. And, yeah, but you, and, you got and, the Heisman Trophy winner. Unless, unless the uh, the reports I talked about on Friday's show can come true, and, and somehow Deshaun Watson can be an Eagle without you know missing like over half the season for for off the field issues, then then uh, yeah, I'm not put. Uh, this team's a three-win team. Hurts is yeah. It's wow. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of left-hand cigarettes being burned in the Kelsey Manor during on Sundays this this over the 17 weeks. I promise you that you're going to be coming on to KRC in the mornings. Just want to talk fantasy football. Uh, yeah, because my reality will suck. <laughs> that that's why I want to talk about fantasy because <laughs> reality will 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 oh, be chunks next year. I don't I don't. I've high ups. The, the offensive line, if can stay healthy, is is obviously in the in the back half of thirty four. I have no no love for Miles Sanders. I the, the wide receiver core does nothing for me. I just yeah I, no I have I have no high hopes at all. It's funny you brought this up, Nick, because I literally just sent Trevor a picture of a guy who bet four thousand on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl and asked if it was him, and his response verbatim: Hell no. We gonna suck this year. This <laughs> year, I mean, four thousand and win the Super Bowl. I thought you'd say the division because, you know, uh, despite I think they get the first pick in the draft. Yeah, the, the head coach sounds like he came out of main casting for The Sopranos. Adam, Adam, I love Philadelphia football. I and and I'm not gonna. Somebody asked me, it's like, are you gonna jump ship? And I was like, no. Listen, I can make the rich co titan Ray Rhodes. I can make it through whoever this this slub is that they hired it's to the point where i don't even know his name yet and to until he if he unless he wins more than three games this year because i don't plan on him, him being here this long i'm just calling him nick papa giorgio you hear that eagles you have to earn trevor kelsey's respect <laughs> yeah this is this is I, I didn't yeah i'm, I'm not i, I want to see a howie rosen gone that's so i want to see gone i want the gm out of there oh i also think that there should be a cap on how like if you're in that position, you should be Howard, not Howie. Howie does not command respect amongst I thought, I thought his. Y'all were talking superiors. about golfers, and you kept saying name Louie. I was like, "You're a golfer. Go by Lewis, man. Come on." Come on, at some point, yeah. Don't just, just, just be. I don't care if it does come out pretentious. Just call, don't go, go by Louie. Don't be Howie. Okay. Well, uh, Howie, suck it. Uh, Howard, suck it. And also Nick Papa Giorgio, whoever you are, suck it. 
hey, I did I, I did the same policy with the Pacers head coach last year. I just kept calling him Bjorn Bjork because I knew there was no point in learning his name, and I was proven right because he was fired two days after the season ended. And then your former coach uh, took the Hawks on a deep playoff run. So good yeah. job, buddy. And then we brought in Rick Carlisle, who last time he was coaching in Indianapolis. Well, let's let's never. No one ever wants to forget the the malice in the palace. Oh no! It was a great, great moment in sports history. Great roster! What a roster that was! What a season! I, I still remember that night. I was working at the video store in Fern Creek when that happened. And that was our segment. Let's get Trevor riled up about <sighs> his teams. I'm all hopped up on the mellow yellow guys. I'm ready to roll. Come on, let's just bash Eagles for the rest of the hour. Screw this. Screw the SEC media days. No, screw you, buddy. Oh, screw man. you. We. Instead of getting to the Texan, because the, the Texan's taking us to the finals, how about we go ahead and start our daily double break? We can we can do a little daily double dipping and come back. We can talk about the finals. Uh, we can talk about Coach O uh, and get to your text, 502-414-1450. Before we get to that, I, I need to tell you about Genesis Diamonds because if you are in the – in the market for a diamond ring genesis has you covered they've got non-commissioned sales experts where if you just share your budget and and what kind of style your woman likes they will hook you up without any pressure whatsoever at all and they take out the middleman so you're going to get the best deal in the area genesis diamonds shelbyville Royal plaza the official jeweler of the university of louisville and the university of kentucky i'm nick roush he's adam luckett there's trevor kelsey and scooter dingus this is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two, here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush. Trevor Kelsey, the Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen, and Adam Luckett, who I think he's having some difficulties getting back on. But we'll be talking football all day today as Kentucky gets ready to take their turn at SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama, where it's just soggy and stormy all week long. Luckily, we are inside at the Winfrey Hotel Uh where it's 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 a bit brisk. Uh, Trevor, at one point yesterday, I actually had to walk around because I was starting to lose the feeling in my toes. It was just it was that chilly in there. So, uh, I even somebody that runs hot like uh, me, I still got cold. So um, I I got I got to ask. I mean, I, I've waited this long. Uh, I'm not worried about the questions of the coaches. I'm not worried about what kind of pants you're wearing or what shoes Dan Mullen's wearing. What's the food spread looking like in there? What's what like in there? What the food spread look like for the media? What kind? What kind? What kind well, of grub are they handing out in there? Yesterday it was brunch, so uh, okay. grits and eggs, 
with uh, the bacon. The bacon was very good, well, very was, thick what, cut. What are they offering you the menu from my cousin Vinny over there to the media? I mean, what the hell is this? What? They they also had waffles and some other things, um, but they, they so they they do one square meal a day. Today is kind of a lunch, um, but the good thing is is the 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 hotel is literally attached to a food court where in two minutes you can be a Great American Cookie Company or uh, yeah, that, you got to pay for that. No, that that's not that's that that's something that's a separate in its own right. I mean. One of the only perks of getting into this business, because I mean, I don't know about YouTube, but for me, God knows it isn't to get it isn't to get the money to pay my bills. It's to getting the perks, and part of those perks is the free food that comes along with having a media pass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun breakfast. I'm not sure what they'll have for lunch today, but if I don't like it, there's a Chick Fil A right there where I can get me a, a, a nice little sandwich that's where luck it rolled yesterday and i'm sure it did not disappoint like we also got about 17 different flavors of dr pepper so uh i i didn't know that they made dr pepper cream soda or dr Pe pepper cherry but boy am i excited to try it uh, adam you're you're a doctor you doctor you are the dr pepper i guess but i guess i would be the mellow yellow and we, we have our favorites and we have our loyalty to our brands are, are you are you a different is someone who loves a, a base soda like Dr. Pepper, are you an ad flavor guy to your soda? No, not really. I just thank you. I do. I like you for a reason. Yeah, I did. I've never cherry Coke, like wild cherry Pepsi. Yeah, you going good. Yeah, like I could yeah. do cherry Seven Up, which would basically be another nerve. You know, the, Shirley Temple. Yeah, Shirley right. Temple. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, outside of that, yeah, I don't understand. Even when I was a Mountain Dew before I moved to Mellow Yellow guy. I was never the code red or whatever. Now, now, now they've got all different. I mean, Mountain Dew's got so many different flavors. It's ridiculous to even try to keep up with it. And same thing, yeah. But adding vanilla to it, and no, just give me, give, give me the good basic. You know, like like the offense. I just wanted you know, just, just straight down the middle, no flash. You know, let's just you know, just run a basic right down your throat offense, and we're it's it it's a, something that passes the test of time. Yeah, like the orange vanilla Coke thing. What an abomination to humanity! Just terrible, yeah, not terrible. Gave, not to mention, gave us those god awful commercials with the uh, half like centaur and werewolf woman, and during the Super Bowl. That I, I mean, I was just like, really? I mean, come on. I enjoyed the commercial. You would. Those right <laughs> up your alley, Scoots. <laughs> oh, scooter, 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 scooter. Uh, this is Kentucky roll call and. Here at Kentucky Roll Call, we like to read your texts into the show because we want to interact with our, our fans. It's at 502-414-1450. And the first text in the show is, of course, calling Trevor an idiot. Um, because why wouldn't it, Trevor? You're the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, a texture says, Trevor thinking Giannis has to be a threat from the perimeter to be considered the best player is hilarious. Must not be a big Shaq fan, huh, Trevor? Or basically any other dominant big ever. Okay, first of all, and I actually reply to text on, I'll say it to you pretty much. I, seven feet or not, when when you say an NBA big guy, I just, I and then you bring up Shaq as an example. I mean, that's a post big guy. That's your Olajuwon, your post. The, 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 the day of the dodo board, the day of the dude, the, the it's gone the way of the, the doo doo bird. bird. Yeah, I yeah, doo doo. He's <laughs> the modern day center now, though, Trevor. Like, that's just what it is in basketball now. It's. I mean, is that really? I mean, it's, 
he's even listed as center. I mean, I, I would have swore I thought he was going to be a Those big post players, you cannot play them because they're just – they are a liability in pick and rolls. Like they just cannot be out there defensively. But I don't mean he's even listed officially as a center. I mean he's listed as a small forward, is he not? I mean that's what he plays. I don't care what they list him as. He's a five. I mean, he can, I guess he could play a five. But I also, I mean, I've also watched Milwaukee's Pat Connington at, at playing guarding DeAndre Ayton in some cases, and I don't think anybody's ever accused of using that dude as a center. Yeah, but that's also, I mean, defensively, you just have to switch so much, so it's. Because the floor's so spread now that you can't like. There's no more like like Bruce Bowen when he was with the Spurs. It's like this is our stopper. You go guard Kobe. And I love the big man. I I miss the the, the old school post big man. Your Lodge one. Your Ewing. Yeah. Your Rick Smiths. Your you know I, I don't even, even Dave Robinson and you know guys like him or Roy Tarpley who kind of were you know the transition of big men that would face out more and, and do more stuff with off the dribble from 18 feet opposed to just putting their back to the basket. You're Ralph Sampson. I'll go on and on. There's a reason why until the, I will, until the day I die, which won't be probably too much longer, but will be is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, is $5 in the jar. Ah, crap. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> scoot, put me in there for me. Uh, is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest of all time? Yeah, he's pretty good. I just, I just think the game's changing and he should be considered like he should be a five man. And when they select all NBA teams, he should be him or MB should be the centers. Uh, I think Brooke Lopez gets the probably the distinction of being that, but he's like a I mean, center he plays that like a stretch four on offense to me. I, I mean, you could which, say they're like four or five, but which is so messed up because I was joking with a friend watching the, the, the I think it was game one or two and watching Brooke Lopez catching and shooting threes in transition. I'm thinking if you told me when I watched him and his brother as, as freshman at Stanford that this would be their game, you know, it's so many years down the road, I would have just been like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, way, way to pack that one up, you know that that would I would never believed it, but here we are looking at now Lopez, who had a I mean was a solid low post player to you know, you know I guess if you want to grade by a curve and how where he was in his career in the NBA compared to everyone else, but and now he's a guy that's just basing up shooting threes like he's Kevin Love. My question for you, Luckett, because we have Game Six tonight between the Bucks and the Suns. Gonna be rowdy at Fizz Serve Forum. The uh what do they call it? Deer Park? What, what, what's that, that that place? I'm sure there's gonna be thousands and thousands of people. I think it's called Ready. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, but they call it they they have a name for it. Deer Valley, Doe Valley. Doe Valley, that's what it is. Really? They're gonna be rocking and rolling there in Milwaukee. Do the Bucks close the deal? Do they do they finish off the Suns or, or are we going seven like it? Yeah, I think they finish it off. They've got the best player. Damn it. Oh wow, Trevor, take that, rewind it back. I mean, I, I'm I'm open to wagering here. I, I like to. I'll take the Suns plus four tonight. You were you were? Did you hear that though? They have the best player, Trevor. Care to care to comment? Uh, is 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 it still? Hey, Adam, you're a football guy. Is, is it still cool to say stay in your lane? Is that still a hip thing to say? Or if, if, if I'm saying it, it must not be hip anymore. I, I'm on your turf, Trevor. You just say whatever makes you comfortable. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Adam, are you in a hotel, by the way, or did you find a relative somewhere in Alabama to, 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 to crash on the couch? Uh, no no relatives down here in Birmingham, unfortunately. Did, I am the married guy. Did Nick offer you a guest room at his sister's? He did not, but that's okay. I, I know my place. Oh, I know Nick. my place in, in Roush's life. 
he he's, he's got family time. You know, they they gotta go pool swimming. They had a little little mini vacation. Nick, I think you are having this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. we can get away. Personally, we can get away. I, I consider you family, Adam. To me, no. Well, we 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 link up. We had some beers last night. It's all good. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. You yeah, it, we needed a podcast studio as well. So Luckett's room is doubling as a podcast studio. It's you know yin and yang, and he's also like a stone's throw away from the place. I got like a twenty five minute drive over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house just to get to the hotel. So, uh, but Hey, it's good. We're, we're going to watch the game tonight. Should be fun. Uh, luck. It's got a, he's a birthday boy tomorrow. Big birthday guy. Oh, what's, uh, how old are you? I'm, I'm going to take a while. I guess 27. What? <laughs> Magic Johnson year. So no, not, not 27. Yeah. He's, not he's older than Terry and I, yeah, he used to bully Terry back in the day. That's why oh, yeah. TJ didn't want to put, make him have uh, come on the the PT's picks of the week. Yeah, he was I was afraid about, he was bullied Terry again. into the lockers at St. X. <laughs> you were bullied. You're, you're a St. X guy. I, I, know, I remember oh, you. Wow. Aren't you a Patriots guy, or is that? Am I missing you mixing you up a Pilgrim? No, no, that's Pilgrim. You're, yeah, you're mixing up a Pilgrim. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, a young he's the young guy who likes the Patriots. What gets what gets a little bit older. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry about that. He's 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 already he's might have even beat Justin to the downward spiral at thirty. So I don't know if that's possible, Nick. Well, that's the uh, case. yeah. You, your arm is being held on by a thread after a scooter incident. So if, yeah, if it doesn't get much longer than that. If that's the case, if you're if you're going to turn in Magic Johnson, then yeah, then you have no reason to crash and 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 Nick's uh, taking him up on that offer, crashing in the sister's uh, guest room. Then yeah, you want your own hotel room. Once you get over 30, there's just certain things you draw the line that you don't do anymore that you did in your 20s. And one of those Which is not crashing staying. on somebody's couches. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you stay in a hotel, you get a cab, you get a cab or Uber to the, the airport, and you hire movers. Okay. You, you don't ask for a ride and you don't ask somebody to help you move. Well, there's just TJ is very, there's something about when like TJ gets really mad about the ask for the ride to the airport. Very oh, that's about. that's. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, not to go into Seinfeld references, but that's 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 up there, man. That's that's a that's a big deal. You know, I mean, the thing is, that's on a casual request. You have to be good friends with somebody to ask for a ride to the airport or family. I, I think the only difference is that I'm very close to the airport, so I mean, it's maybe a five minute drive. So I, if somebody nearby wants a ride, or you know. Or if I need a ride, I don't feel bad asking because I'm literally, I mean, maybe five minutes from the airport. So, Adam, are you, have you given up celebrating birthdays at this point now? No, but it's not like the celebrations I used to have. Well, of course not. Yeah. I mean, but it's no. celebrations now, like just like going to the Red Lobster. Yeah. Like last year, we went to Outback, going out to dinner. Yeah. Oh, I go to Outback every year for my birthday. Ever so, yeah. It's don't gonna... go to Outback with Nick, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we might be ending the podcast if that's the case. Just you bad, like bad. You know, I, I may or may not have gotten dumped at it out back. Oh, so, okay. I didn't. Yeah, mean it, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Right, let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The World Games, they're the NIT of the Olympics. Don't. <laughs> but like seriously, that that if you were to ask me to. Uh, <laughs> If you were to ask me to describe it, that's the best and easiest description. They are the NIT of the Olympics. There's <laughs> oh, there's no way, other way to put it. Um, ooh, here's a good text in the show. We should get Scooter Dingus a pair of Heelys. What's a Heely? 
I don't, oh my gosh, really, Trevor? Oh my gosh, Scooter, what? <laughs> what? You don't know it. How do you not know what Heelys are? They've only been the latest craze for the last 15 years. That you think you just answered your own question, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet Trevor, I, the only reason why I'm surprised is I thought that they might have actually gotten popular whenever you were down at WKU because I could see that being a kind of like long borders on college campuses. I could see think kids thinking that Heelys are cool in college for a little while. Those are the shoes that have the wheel on the heel and people would just like lift their toes up and like glide around the, 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 the paper. Oh, is that what those are? Oh, okay. The, 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 yeah. The, the, okay. Yeah. No, I don't try to say those were ever cool. Those were always yeah, cool. I was gonna say, Yeah. I, 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 listen, that, I, I, I've shown lack of des I've shown desperation in my life for a lot of things, but not to hang out with somebody who wears those shoes. If yeah. if they weren't so ugly, I would be apt to get a pair. Why can't they make them like Nikes or something? I would I'd get a pair of Heelys, sure. Well, because Nike doesn't want to put their name on that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I mean, if the, they look like the dad shoe, like the Skechers or the New Balance, I, I'm not I'm not here for that. That's another thing that, that, that I'm not cutting that off at age 30 wearing wearing shoes with, with built-in wheels on it. I'm cutting that off at age 18. That sounds like something mm -hmm. you get when like, you're in, middle, like in elementary school. That's the equivalent of like when I was a kid, you get the shoes, the lights on the back that lit up when you walk. Yeah. the I, I'm surprised that we've never had the uh, – like that's never been a thing, adult light-up shoes because – those things were awesome when you were a kid. I don't, I, that would actually be kind of fun if Mark Stoops showed up to, no, not Mark Stoops. Let's have it be one of the guys. It's a little bit cooler when the players do, but if they had light up shoes, I, I actually had a, uh, I went to a wedding where the, the groom brought out some glow up shoes for his first dance. That was fun. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking, Nick, because that would be a really good idea if it was like in a club or bar setting. And you just got all these people dancing and their lights on their shoe are just going nuts. Other than that, that's pretty lame. Yeah, I, I'm trying to now. Now I find myself thinking back to Kentucky SEC media days pass. Uh, like, do you remember when Mike Edwards ripped his pants? I do not. I do. Uh, the, the biggest memory, I think, of the last few years is just Benny Snell like becoming like a household name. What was that, 2018? Yeah, 2018. He said, uh, Asked him, do you think you're the best running back in the SEC? And before I could finish saying it, I know I'm the best running back in the SEC. And, man, people ate it up. They love some Benny Snell. And, and you're right. That's where he really uh, he really blew up on the scene. Uh, but, th yeah, there haven't been a ton of eventful media days for Kentucky. I, I believe it was 17 when Mike Edwards ripped his pants on the way to Hoover. And he had to – they had to stop at a, at a, a suit shop on the way um and so they 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 do part of it where they'll meet up with like the um the birmingham you know alumni club they'll have like a lunch in here and stoops you know come talk to him for a couple minutes the players will show up so uh mike edwards was wearing like loafers gym shorts and uh, uh his his certain tie while his pants got fixed so um uh, uh, you know that was all in good fun. Before uh, we transition all into football, Lucky Gabe said he like he likes the Bucks to close out tonight. I see Phoenix winning in fourteen in Game Seven. Uh, you two uh, dinguses didn't give us your predictions. You didn't you didn't put your neck out there on the line. Oh wow, Trevor bringing us back. Um, I really want the Suns to win. I'm going to be cheering for the Suns to win. I do think Chris Paul might just be too old to 
put the team on his back. I mean, the Suns shot better than 55% of the field and made 13 of 19 threes and lost. Like, they played as angry as I was at the way the final possession happened. The the the, the Bucks beat them. They played really well. They beat the Suns when the Suns were at their best. And I thought going into the series that if you got both teams on their best night, that the Suns would be the better team. But that just actually might not be the case. And with home court advantage, I don't know. I don't think Milwaukee's losing tonight. So, <sighs> I guess I'm, the I'm Bucks. The same mindset, Nick, for me. There's, there, I just don't see Milwaukee losing at home. I'm the Milwaukee. only one that has faith in Phoenix. But Trevor, I will tell you, I don't have I don't have faith in your four. I, I wouldn't touch your four that you want to bet. Uh, I mean, so a, a little a little part it, of me does believe in Phoenix. I mean, does do, do either you two uh, you feel a little frisky down in uh, down Alabama and want to want to throw me in Phoenix plus four? I, I do love that. Just like Justin's like Trevor, you're wrong, but not wrong enough. Can't wait to tell the company line there. Riding that fence, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small enough line though. If you think one side's gonna win, you should just jump on it either way. Yeah. I, yeah, I, want, my, I, want, my, I want my four points. If that's what you're into that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I I'll I'll consider it, Trevor. Uh, you'll right. probably get a text later from me wanting some sort of juice in this game. If only just to make sure I stay awake because you know, these days get a little long down here, down at Media Days. Um, uh, but as I mentioned before we get to this break, Darren Kennard, Josh Pascal, they're going to be repping for UK. Here's the thing that's um, – it's, it's, it's a little bit different like it. Normally, there's three guys. Instead, this year, they've shrunk it to two, and now we don't have breakout sessions where uh, they're in the corner on like a, a, an elevated table – but they'd be in corners where you could kind of just come and go and talk to different guys. Now they're at the podium speaking in front of, you know, 80, 100 people or so. A little bit more awkward this year. So uh, hopefully the guys are prepared because it's it's a little bit different challenge talking to a, an enormous room than it is to talking to folks who are just coming up to your table to chat. Nope. Yeah, yeah. The um, Obviously, this is my first time, so – I'm not experienced at all, but it it's definitely you um, for the players. You can tell there's a little nervousness getting up and talking in front of a big room instead of like a small scrum that they're used to. How long before the questions to UK's defensive players goes on the offensive side? Like, it, I mean, how 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 many who breaks that ice? Because I mean, initially you're going to want to talk about the defense. Obviously, when you have two defensive players, them individually, and then there's a unit. But at some point, I mean, you you, you can't help it. I mean, it's you're going to have to ask who who is who who's been impressing you on the offensive side, particularly. And let's, I mean, because it's, I mean, let's it's the, the elephant in the room every year. Stoops has been there, the quarterback. We've already brought it up once in this show. It's, we'll, we'll talk about it again. How, how long before that the question of the quarterback is brought up to two defensive players at UK? Oh, uh, it'll be like right away. And also, Kennard's an offensive question. player. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's offensive tackle. But, yeah, it'll probably be like the second or third question because, you know, it's media days. We love talking quarterbacks. I don't know why I say his defense. Well, that's right because I don't care really that much. No. <laughs> it shows. Hey, yeah, what can I say? Qualifications to get on this radio show, huh? Yeah, right, somebody. Right, Adam, I thought, right? <laughs> I, Trevor, I thought you of all people would be 
all in on the big uglies on the offensive line. I, I'm disappointed in you, Trevor. I'm disappointed. Hey, Not hey, mad, just disappointed. Hey, I'm the I'm the one that you forgot Justin Rogers flip sides because they didn't they didn't update him on the Madden draft classes, remember? <laughs> oh, Trevor. Uh we need to get to a break. So let's press pause right here. And LSU was the last thing we hadn't talked about. Maybe we'll preview a little bit of what Josh Heupel has to say today. I don't know. The Vols can suck in. And we're going to get to your text at 502-414-1450. I'm Nick Roush. He's Trevor Kelsey. That's the Scooter Dingus and Adam Luckett. Right back before you know it. Here on Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yesterday, he had two horses in the stakes race. It was a one-two race between both of them. They end up losing at the end. And, okay, that's bad. That's rough. But, you know, losses happen. There was only two horses and they both lost? With Walker and Roush. The two horses were doing very well. Oh, okay. And I had one of them. It would have been a big win. But instead, he comes in second, loses by length. Welcome back in. Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. KRC is proudly brought to you by our friends at Salsaritas, where they're deliciously different. Any of those other fresh cantina Mexican places, there's many imitators, but Salsaritas is the real one. They make salsa so good, it's in their name, whether you're a hot, spicy guy like Terry Walker, or if you're a Scooter Ding, they can only handle the little mild. They have... The best salsas in the biz, uh, fresh guacamole and delicious queso. Uh, they're not going to try to come on. Some other places have tried to make good queso and they've fallen flat, not salseritas. Gosh, I did the thing, guys, where I started talking about salseritas and my mouth started watering. So my apologies. I, I was slobbering all over myself, but it's Taco Tuesday. Download that salseritas app before you go to either one of their two locations. And you're going to get some Salsaritas bucks. Refer a friend. They get 10 bucks. You get a free entree. It's a win-win at Salsaritas. Two locations, one in Middletown and one in St. Matthews. Trust Salsaritas today. For what it's worth, I'm a medium salsa guy. If you forgot, Nick, Mook is the mild salsa guy. Oh, wow. Now we're taking more shots at Mook. That, whew, man, I don't know if he's going to take a liking to that. I, I just believe everything I hear on the text line. <laughs> it's like the internet uh, yeah it must be true it must be true before we get back to Texan feuds uh the one person we didn't talk about was uh coach o who's uh he's a pretty popular guy they're going through some stuff down there in the bayou a lot of off the field stuff but closer to home we needed to talk a little bit about dare rosenthal because look at you asked him about dare and you know I don't think it's very often that when a guy transfers, you have his former coach and teammates talk about how great he is, but that's exactly what the LSU Tigers did. Glowing reviews for Kentucky's new offensive tackle. Both Ed Orgeron and Austin Deculus. Um, First-round draft pick, a beast. Um, so that, that, that should get you a little bit excited when you think about those bookend tackles Kentucky could have with Kennard and Rosenthal this, this season. 
Yeah, Deculus said that he's he's basically said he's a futuristic tackle. You know, he can move well, he can hoop, he can dunk. So an overall exceptional athlete, and uh, by all intents and purposes, too, a, a good kid. I know there was some off the field stuff that people might be worried about, but I think based on those reviews alone, uh, you know that you're not going to get somebody who's going to stir things up in the locker room. I mean, even on the way out, the you know Deculus is like, man, you know, I wish he was still here. So. Uh, Good, good to hear that about Dare Rosenthal. I know some folks had some concerns, uh, but I, I don't think those, those those should have been put to rest yesterday, based off Cocho and and Deculus's comments. Yes, feel much better about uh, my second team All SEC selection putting Rosenthal on there. Man, I'm pretty uh, confident in that after yesterday. So I, I, I thought that there was a chance that Coach O might shut you down. You know, we want to talk about players on our team, not players on other teams. He didn't. He did shut down Pete Thamel, though. I mean, Pete Thamel couldn't get his question asked. I mean, the words weren't even out of his mouth by the time Orgeron was like, nope, not talking about that. Next question. Was, was not having it. Uh, obviously, LSU's going. They have that Title Nine investigation. Um, Orgeron didn't report a rape allegation in a timely manner or whatnot. Um, so, that yeah, just there's a lot of stuff going on at LSU right now. But uh, he was not taking the bait from Thamel, that's for sure. No, no. And, of course, Thamel had a big one column today, kind of doing his best to slam Orgeron. But there is a, you know, love him, hate him. This is a – he hit the reset button this year. You know, he Bo Pelini was a terrible hire. Uh, that was evident in week one, I think. Trevor had uh, many a good laugh at Bo Pelini's expense in that loss to Mississippi State. But that was a bad hire. Steve Insminger, he retired. So they're pressing the reset button. They're trying to bring back that 2019 magic by uh, having a couple of former Joe Brady assistants at Carolina come in to call the offense. So You uh, even said it. I want the Joe Brady offense this year. Yeah, yeah. So... A lot of it's going to come down to, did Orgeron make the right hires? He also got a new defensive coordinator from the Minnesota Vikings, uh, so he kept it in the pro ranks. They they made some magic in 2019 because they had uh, incredible talent in Joe Burrow at quarterback and two good staffers to help Orgeron because he's, he's only as good as his coordinators. It's going to come down to this year, is LSU, did he make the right hires at coordinators? And is Max Johnson or Miles Brennan the guy? And yes, Trevor, the guy's name is Max Johnson. Yeah, I know. And then let's, I mean, come on. I mean, no, no offense. I mean, it doesn't hurt that you also had first round draft picks galore at your skill position players on that LSU team. I mean, you, both your receivers go in the first round, your running back goes the first round, quarterback goes number one. Who day there, Adam? So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, it's not, you got a lot to, a lot to make up for. You know, Brady was smart, probably smart enough to, to, get off the not to say jump off a, a sinking ship that could be LSU that was maybe maybe a a one-year wonder because it's not that's a little harsh to say because LSU's going to stay consistent but I mean you sometimes you know just that, that was just maybe magic caught all lightning in a bottle at one season yeah the further we get away from that year the more that's looking like an anomaly yeah. there are some Gene Chizik vibes with Orgeron. If you remember back two years after Auburn won the championship with a like historic year with a historic player at quarterback, number one overall draft pick, he hired two new coordinators going into his last season, uh, Brian Van Gorder and Scott Leffler, and they both bombed big time. 
And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of repeat of history on that. Um, like, like to me, I could like six and six, I think it's probably a higher possibility than like 10 and two this year for LSU. I mean, is it, is, uh, listen, I'm, I'm sure this won't be the stupidest thing I've said in this show and probably won't be is still with 22 minutes left to be the stupidest thing I will say, but I, I just have this feeling in, in, within three years, and I'm—I almost want to say two, but I'm going to say within three years, LSU has a new head coach. Well, why can't tell them who's going to be? They—they they enter the market this at the end of this year because there's just there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and and, when, and winning that title might be the worst thing he could could, could have done because LSU. I mean, is I mean, not, not, I'm not saying LSU doesn't, but yeah, I mean, LSU's right there with like Georgia and even to a degree South Carolina and. They still have a top five, like, but they, but they all overall like talent, their top five or six roster. But like, Orgeron's 60 years old. So, how much longer is he going to do this? And if they have a bad year, um, Billy Napier down at Louisiana has turned down a bunch of jobs already. Um, I think he would be chomping at the bit to get that LSU gig. And so, I'm, it's just going to be very interesting to see how that plays out this year because of everything going on. He's trying to get that 2019 lightning in a bottle, which just seems, um, like a like it's a little far fetched. Yeah, and I guess what's I mean is uh, what's what's is is the hype around the uh, the Emory running back is that to be believed or is that just maybe uh, a little too too more smoke than there is? Uh, he hasn't been good his first two years. Day. Yeah, he was awesome on those Madden draft classes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Trevor's like his entire. Oh yeah, it's uh, where he gets his recruiting scoop. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of Phil Steele, he just draft. He just has draft class on Madden. I, whoever the kid is, whoever the guy is at the time to make seven rounds worth of real people and for the next five drafts in Madden. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably I think that guy's done his done his homework. <laughs> oh man, uh, Nick, let's get to these. We've got a uh, we've got some neutral sites. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I alluded to it briefly, but Dan Mullen. The ongoing fight with Georgia is over making the world's largest cocktail party a home and home uh, because each school misses out on a home recruiting weekend. And I forget which side wants it to be a home game, which side it wants it to be a neutral site game. But Mullen's compromise is moving to a nine-game all-conference schedule and making one of those conference games a neutral site game. Uh, and the proposed one in question I had on the podcast for Kentucky would be you play Missouri uh, one year, the game's in Louisville, the other year, the game's in St. Louis. So you, you kind of get each school gets to take a turn uh, at the, the state's biggest metropolis uh, that they normally don't get to play a home game. So that was my suggestion. What are some of the suggestions that uh, you, you've got over there? Walk it. Yes. Yeah, got a text into the show today. Ben Holman came up with these. So ben, thanks for listening. Um, obviously, you have the two, Florida, Georgia, and Jacksonville, A&M, Arkansas, and Arlington, um, Jerry Jones. And then here, here's the other ones, um, South Carolina, Auburn, and Atlanta, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and okay. Memphis, Ole Miss, LSU, and New Orleans, and then Tennessee, Alabama alternate between Birmingham and Nashville, and then Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Nashville. Ooh, I could be up for Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Nashville. The only problem with this is like the attendance is not going to be great on some of these. Like Vanderbilt, Missouri, and Memphis, they might get fifteen thousand people there. <laughs> <laughs> you must be awfully generous, buddy. 
Ole Miss, LSU, and New Orleans would be awesome. I think both fan bases would like that. I think that if you're going to make Memphis work, it has to. Ole Miss has to be there. Or Mississippi you know? State. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you're right. Or Mississippi, but it's got to be a Mississippi school if you're going to make Memphis work. Um, right. But I do think if you want to get like remember when LSU drank Vanderbilt dry, like the, you put Ole Miss and LSU in the Superdome. My God, beer sales. Whew. Superdome yeah, would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, the, the Nashville road trip. These SEC West teams do love that getting to get to over to Nashville. Adam, what was South say South Carolina's again? What was theirs? South Carolina, Auburn, and Atlanta. Okay, because I don't know why. I just think South Carolina, Charlotte, not be as an option with them as well. I mean, it could. I think um, they're pretty close to Atlanta, and so is Auburn. So it kind of just meets in the middle there. Okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm just also just kind of going through thinking in my head NFL stadiums too. But I mean, that's just. Not that I mean, you're not that college stadiums are going to, in some cases, have more, have larger, you know, attendance than an NFL stadium would. Right now, overall, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, we don't we need any less than <laughs> like, not more, but it's, it, I mean, it's something cool to think about. I mean, I like I like the, and I and I guess if you're now, you know, Alabama and Auburn for the longest time did meet in, in Birmingham and. and I don't know how long it's been since that. They went to home and home. Yeah, that stadium is so run down. Like, they yeah, it's, it's been a long time. I mean, you 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 would know better than I would. I mean, it it feels like it hasn't been that long, but it's probably been twenty. I mean, it's probably been what 15, 20 years since they've gone to home and home in that series, is it not? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, since about like early two thousands, I think was when. Yeah, they but the, the but the, yeah in Jacksonville, I mean that's just, yeah I, I don't I, yeah that seems whiny to me, and and I I, I say keep it in Jacksonville. Remember that series and and and, and, and still call it the cocktail party too. Don't get don't don't yeah. get started on that old man. We'll no. we'll get a Kirby Smart's going to give his two cents on that this week. I have a feeling somebody's going to ask him. So we'll we'll find out what he thinks about that. Well, I, I think he'd rather talk about that than some other some other probably questions as well. Anyway, if I had to guess, as someone who lived in Jacksonville for four years, it probably is Georgia and Kirby Smart that are against it because Florida, it is one hundred percent. Yeah, Florida, it's pretty much a home game. I mean, Gainesville's an hour from Jacksonville. That's why he doesn't want to do it, and it gets rid of a recruiting weekend. Um, so, for Florida, there's a lot more like they Georgia believes there's a lot more advantages for Florida in that game because of locale um, and and all of that. And Kirby Smart's all about. I mean, his whole mo is recruiting, so he does not like losing a any type of advantage he believes he has. I mean, if you did that, it would be, it would be a disadvantage whoever had to play LSU in New Orleans too for that same matter. I mean, that's. Right. That well. That, that's just. It's. It's just. Um, I mean, that's just a theory we're going here. That's what Mullen. Well, wants. I get. Yeah. But yeah, they. They Georgia wants out of that series, and I think it's probably going to happen. I think they're probably going to get out of it. Yeah, we we've beat around. It's one of the the schedule talk. Since so much stuff happened yesterday in Greg Sankey's comments, you know, he talked a lot about. COVID and changing nil rules. And I, I think the most newsworthy thing he had on COVID is that uh, it's not official yet, but in all likelihood, they're going to take away the no contest rule where if you don't have enough players ready to go because of COVID protocols, then you, we're going to just rule it a no contest. It's not going to count against you. Sankey's saying, yeah, we're going to rule that a forfeit. So get your kids vaccinated. Uh, right now, only six of the 14 SEC teams have 80% of their squad vaccinated. So he was making a push yesterday. That that was the kind of big takeaway from that. But the scheduling one is going to be uh, – that that kind of got put on the back burner. And I think last year, 
when you had 10 all SEC games, I think is even though uh, like I, I think a lot of guys were like, you know what? This isn't as bad as we thought it might be. Sure. Uh, I'm sure the head coaches uh, don't, who don't have their, you know, their livelihoods are affected a little bit more by it. But every player that I've talked to, they love the SEC schedule. They hate playing. I mean, they're, they're, they're unlike me. They do not like, it's like, how do you get up for a game against, you know, Toledo, you know, like, unless you're from there, like, it's kind of fun to beat them up, but it's not the same as preparing every week for, uh, you know, uh, an SEC opponent. So uh, I think eventually we'll get to the nine games and that's fine. There's a lot, but nine's probably where it's headed, I would imagine. Yeah, nine's probably where it's headed. I would prefer the pod scheduling where you've got, what, three uh, three teams that you play every year and then you rotate the rest of them, three or four, you know, something like that line. To where rotation the rest every other year. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because, uh, you know, w- w- uh, Seth Emerson, who was the one asking that question yesterday, who writes for The Athletic, covers Georgia, he was like, why, why are we trying so hard to save these games? <laughs> you know, what, what does Kentucky really need to play those stinking cowbells every year? I know it's a budding rivalry, Trevor Kelsey, but, it, you know, the, there's not some sort of historic tie to this game like there is some other ones. So you should be able to play all the teams in your conference instead of going 5,000 days and almost 20 years in between trips from LSU to Lexington. Like, that's just silly. That that, that, that should not be the case. So I, I know that it got kind of placed on the back burner because of COVID and everything, but that's something that is going to come down the pike. And I, may, maybe not next year, but I could see it happening by the time this Disney deal kicks in in 2024 and ABC ESPN holds the rights to all of the SEC games. Yeah, that might be the, uh, the year right there. We see yeah. it. I don't hear Kentucky yeah. fans complain that how they, they they get to miss Alabama. They want to play them except for one every five years. It seems like. Oh, it's like upset. it's like fifteen. Or, yeah, you know, I don't hear you upset about that part of the schedule. Nope, nope, no, not upset you, about you, it. You'd be plenty okay with that one. You know, you're not okay with that is Tennessee and Josh Heupel. <laughs> They've actually played Alabama yeah, I, three times in the last eight years, which is way too many. They need to get that down a little bit. <laughs> They played LSU or Alabama three times in last. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. LSU. They've only, yeah, this is... only played LSU once since 22 or 2007 or 2010. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. And seven was the last time LSU actually made the trip to Lexington. So that's changing October 9th. And uh, mark your calendars, folks. Mark your calendars. Uh, let's let's do a final break, Justin. Let's get one more break in here. We'll come back, wrap up the show on the text on 502. 502- 414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call with Nick Roush, Adam Luckett, Trevor Kelsey, and the Scooter Dingus live from Hoover, Alabama for SEC Media Days 2021. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Why? Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. Baby. Straight up, honey, really, I'm asking like waking up to this Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Sue me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment here live at SEC Media Days in 
Hoover, Alabama, Nick Rouch with Adam Leckett, where we got boots on the ground. If you aren't following along our work on KSR, do that. Subscribe and download 11 Personnel. Apple Podcasts, it's been weird lately, but you can find us on Spotify, iHeart, plenty of other places, just like you can find the Kentucky Roll Call Podcast. Uh, I'd also say the KSR YouTube page, going to have some gems on there throughout the week. And uh, KSR's Instagram and Facebook stories, that's where we're putting all the behind-the-scenes pictures, uh, stuff like that. Just a little more general nonsense over there. So make sure you're following along for all of the action on the many, many platforms. Um, but we've got to get to it. we got to get our boots back on the ground in the Winfrey Hotel. So we're not wasting any time. Back to the text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, Nothing warms my heart more than seeing Rich Brooks retweet, retweet his granddaughter, kill a freestyle beat with very explicit content that that's one thing like it that uh we you know we talk a lot about the tomatoes in the golf game but there's you really get thrown for a loop whenever you hear her her raps yeah it definitely does throw you off a little bit just don't don't expect that on your time i forget what her name is too her rap name wait a minute rich brooks's granddaughter is a rapper trevor you i'm pretty sure we've played i don't know if we played on the show but we've had this conversation before on the show I don't think I was awake or here for that one. I think something tells me that's a, that's something that, despite everything that slips in the cracks of my memory, would not would not slip through. It's it's the thing is, is she's actually pretty good, but it's just such a weird, I mean, package. <laughs> you know, like you're like I'm not expecting to see this right now, and here it is. So, huh, something else. I, I would play some of it, but uh, it's that's very okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, there's also a clip, too, that if we had more time, I'd play, and it's uh, the Mets' Gary Cohen just roasting Skyline Chili. And I know, Trevor, you would be very happy to hear him just talk about, I think one of the lines is, this is food you're supposed to eat. Um, which, Luckett, I know you're a, a Reds fan, you're a Bengals fan. Are you a Skyline fan? Yeah, I love Skyline. So oh. you, you took offense to Gary Cohen just roasting Cincinnati yeah. Chili. The Mets can bite me. <laughs> Well, what you know, there's we don't have enough time to get into the semantics of what my difference between skyline chili and dog food because there isn't one, but yeah, like yeah. this is skyline chili and like his die hard a Christmas movie is like the most big J journalist thing about Trevor. Like <laughs> he he loves getting into those arguments uh, more than journalists love Bruce Springsteen and more than Greg Sankey likes Bob Dylan. What about <laughs> Chicago deep dish, Trevor? Uh, it's, it's not a pizza. It's a casserole. Oh, my God. <laughs> chili, chili does not have noodles. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And what was the other thing you mentioned? I've only eaten chili that? with noodles my entire life. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Trevor. Oh, man. You oh, you got you to come hang out with me. I'll teach you how to live. Oh, wow. Big Money Mook is back to the nameless, a.k.a. The shameless texture. The only soft tacos I like come from your mother. Take that L and bend the knee. Oh, uh, we've gotten to the your mama section of the, the, the rivalry. I love oh, it. Oh, goodness gracious. This very is... strong play on words there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very strong. Uh, it is Taco Tuesday, so a good time to eat a uh, ground beef. Or I prefer steak tacos from Salsaritas. They, they have really good seasoned steak. Uh, a texture wants to ask TJ's opinion on Travis Graff uh, stuff. Uh, TJ's not here, buddy. TJ will be back tomorrow, though. Uh, he's finishing up his 17th weekend getaway of the year, so we'll hear more of that then. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna force him to carry the show. 
So, TJ, buckle up, buddy. You're in for a treat. Uh, John here. Good morning to all. Did you guys see Goldberg tell Lashley that he is next? Trevor, would you give this a thumbs up or down? Uh, what, what does this mean, Trevor? Uh, yeah, last night, Goldberg, to no surprise, it's been pretty much figured that showed up and challenged Bobby Lashley for the, the championship, which will be at SummerSlam. They're, 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 is they're, Goldberg they're, 55 years old? He is. But he, he When he signed a couple years ago, it was for two matches a year, and they're trying. They're going to be in the Death Star in Vegas for SummerSlam, so this is kind of being there. They're treating this like their WrestleMania because they usually don't. I mean, usually WrestleMania is the only one that gets the sixty thousand stadium treatment, and this year would be SummerSlam. So they're bringing out Goldberg. They're bringing back Cena. That's. Uh, I had no problem with it except for the fact that, uh, and I can't get into much of a rant, but they buried Keith Lee. They just buried Keith Lee for no reason just to set that up, and that that pissed me off. Yep, they put him in a coffin. And Lee, uh, Mike former, the Undertaker, he will rise. Keith Lee, former Texas A&M defensive lineman, by the way. Oh, yeah, the more you know. Yeah. Uh, take the five. No, actually, just ride with the Suns tonight. They will win by three plus. Wow, John confident in Phoenix. The NBA did not get the superstars in the finals that they wanted, but they will get seven games out of this series. Hey, IU fans, do a double suck it. Your basketball program is a dumpster fire. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Wow, take that, Scooter. Uh, for what it's worth, our basketball program has been a dumpster fire, but all appearances right now is that it's going in a pretty good direction. So let's just wait till the season starts. They didn't get the superstars the NBA normally wants in the finals, but it really hasn't hurt their ratings. No, I no. Would, I would have thought it would. It normally does when they don't have the name superstar. And yes. Or, or the big market teams either. Yeah, like yeah. this is Milwaukee and Phoenix, not exactly LA or New York, you know? A good time of year, too, I think. Later in July, there's not really much else on TV. Um, yeah, but, he, but usually the NBA will get hit. They don't have a LeBron or, and I mean, listen, I know I, I made I got the Giannis argument yesterday, but still, two-time MVP or not, he's still not as marketable. He's still not the same face that you have as LeBron and Durant and and Kevin Durant and so on and so forth. And some of those names, even even maybe Westbrook and to a degree, some make a John Wall for God forbid. We uh, gotta wrap this show up. This is just getting out of control. Justin, you no scoots. You got to wrap yourself up. Gian, we got one more text to read. Giannis is the third most marketable player in the NBA. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get your hate for Giannis, Trevor. I I, I'm sorry. I must. Have, of all the time I sit at home watching TV, I guess I missed all those Giannis commercials. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. All right. Oh man. Uh, Giannis. Texture says, "Got eleven personnel queued up for after the show. Really appreciate all the work you guys put in between KRC and eleven personnel. It's the two things I make sure I never miss through the week. Keep it up, gang. We will, we can, and we have to. Uh, we got a lot more coming today. And the thing is, too, look, it, there's there's plenty of other folks uh, speaking besides Kentucky that should be exciting. Uh, Kirby Smart starting kicking things off. Josh Heupel, and we got the Lane Train uh, bringing the heat to to, to, to cap off the day." It's going to be a good day. There's going to be a lot to come out of this, I think. So make sure you're following along. We're going to have a lot of stuff for our for as we are grinding away there in the media room. Before I get off here, because I might not be back for this week, while you guys are in Alabama, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Take some time away from the media scrum. Take a trip over to Leeds, Alabama. And visit the, the, the childhood home of the greatest power forward to ever play in the in, in NBA, Mr. Sir Charles Barkley. Do, do yourself oh. a favor and do that. 
Okay, you know what? We'll 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 go to see Sir Charles. I'm sure he's hanging out there, meeting and greeting and shaking hands and leads. Uh, but we do have to get out of here. We appreciate y'all for listening. TJ Walker, he'll be back tomorrow. The Sports Talker. Look it. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out this morning, and we'll be back talking more. The the way things go, the podcast will probably be loaded around eight o'clock Eastern tonight. Once things uh wrap up so busy day in hoover at sec media days but certainly an exciting one i can't wait for the podcast adam been good hanging out with you man always good to talk to you trevor yeah you always find a way to entertain me hey real quick question is 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 a a real who day fan did you find it offensive that the saints tried to steal your slogan Trevor, just just coming in for the uh, here real quickly. Here's a thing that we could spend 15 minutes on. Oh, that's a simple question. Yes or no? Uh, Louisiana sticky fingers, Trevor. That's all. Yeah, I'll say. yeah. <laughs> Other fans that put the bags back on their faces against the oh, man. Well, okay. for Trevor Kelsey, Adam Luckett, and Nick Roush, or no, and Justin Kalen, I'm Nick Roush. This has been Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay.